Welcome to the third episode of The Moffitt Tattletale 2021. I am Gina Lee. And I am Noah. Our guest today is STEM enthusiast and senior high school student, India Brooks. Welcome, India, and thank you for being part of our Moffitt Tattletale. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yep. So how long have you been interested in STEM and what did you do early on in STEM? So I started my STEM career going into my first year in high school, ninth grade. Um, I have three older brothers, but they're all like way older than me. So to keep me interested during the summer months, my mom would put me in STEM programs that she found out from cousins or other family members. And she was like, this is a good idea. Let's put her in this program. So my involvement with STEM started my first year in high school. Interesting. Um, were you connected to anyone or inspired by anyone to get into STEM? Um, well, my cousin, my cousin Betty, she runs a, I'm not sure if you could call it a STEM program, but she helps students get involved with STEM-based fields and introduces them to the field. And my mom really took a liking to what she was introducing. So them were really the people that introduced me to the field. Interesting. Um... When were you first exposed to STEM? Like, did you like it right away or did you need to like ease into it? Uh, I really had to ease into it. I am a very pessimistic person, so I'm not very like gun-ho about a lot of things. I'm very like standoffish. So I was kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this. I don't know if this will be good for me, but I ended up falling in love with it really quickly and becoming something I do all the time now. We understand that you intern with a friend to Moffitt, Emily Hall Baker. What exactly does your job entail? So I first started out getting to know Emily by the program she did. I was actually one of the people who won one of her. My group was one of the people who won one of her programs. Um, I got to know her through that program, the STEM Leadership Academy. And then she offered me to internship and work with her um, the next year. So really what I do is I help start and, um, mentor like some of the programs I help kind of just go through the stuff that they're planning on doing during the day and just kind of mentoring what's happening. What was the project that won the Pico Peak? So I did, um, So basically we did for STEM Leadership Academy, it was a one week program where it focused on how to be environmentally conscious and what could we do to promote uh, being environmentally conscious. So um, we started at Drexel University and the program was very hard. The The project was very challenging. And we basically had to come up with a 3D model and project on how to make Drexel more energy efficient. So me and my group, we decided to focus on the lunchroom in which we focused on uh, how to conserve energy and light and how to promote healthy living. How would our audience of elementary school students begin to prepare to take part in an internship? Uh, I would honestly just suggest getting involved in things you really like. So if you really like science, if you really like math, ask your teachers, 
hey, I'm really involved. I really like this. What can I do to get involved with this? Do you know anybody I can get in touch with? Um, just get your head or your foot into the door and just keep doing things you love. Tell us about all of the STEM programs that you participated in. So ninth grade, I participated, I participated in Biomin uh, Academy. It's basically just a one week program that focused on um, uh, biomanufacturing. So that field, that industry, it was my first step into the STEM field. It basically just introduced me to um, just biology in general. Uh, my second program was the STEM um, STEM Girls. So basically, it was a program, a one-week program at uh, Pennsylvania's College of Technology, where we focused on engineering and uh, building robots. Basically, um, my second program in sophomore year, and then going into junior year, I did the STEM leadership. Uh, the Exelon STEM Leadership Program, so the one we were just talking about, run by Emily and her um, members. And then I also went back to uh, the STEM Girls Program. It was amazing. My best friends are actually from that program. And then this year, I just finished up with Fox Chase and their Immersion Science Program. Interesting. Um so, since you went to Fox Chase, do you want to become a doctor who cures cancer? No, I, I, I won't become a doctor. I plan to get my doctorate, so I plan to get my PhD, but I will not be going to med school. Um, it was just really introducing me to independent research and how to work with flies. We did a lot of fly research, so... Um, just like raising flies, making their food, which smells awful, by the way. Fly food is disgusting. Um, just doing a lot of that stuff, getting a lot of uh, research in that field. Uh, what did your experience at the immersion program at Fox Chase involve? Um, and what did you find encouraging about it? So the program was very, like, from the teacher's perspective, the adult's perspective is very hands-off. They were very much, you get to do what you want. It was independent projects, so we came up with the ideas. We expressed what we wanted to do, and they were like, okay, let's go forward. So it was very much, it very much gave me the confidence and the knowledge that I'm capable of doing these projects by myself and going into this field. And... It was, it was a lot of fun. We got to work with um, flies and, like, knocking them out and then putting them into separate vials and then looking at them under microscopes. It was very much a fun experience. Hmm. Um, why is the Exelon STEM Leadership Academy just for girls? Well, like, discussed with Emily, girls were very... They weren't encouraged to go into STEM fields. They weren't encouraged to go into science, technology, math, or engineering. They were very much looked down upon when they wanted to go into those fields. They were seen as men-only fields. So for the Leadership Academy to be only girls that encourage us to go forward and to encourage other girls to go into STEM and to realize that it's not just a male-dominated um, concentration. It's very much for everybody. Man, I don't know why people think like that. It's forever. Um, are there other ways we can help encourage girls to explore STEM? 
Uh, I would think just doing what you guys are doing now, having girls on and interviewing them and talking about STEM and them going into STEM is just very much good encouragement, telling them that they can accomplish whatever they can't, like they have whatever they set their mind to. Just because I'm not being a doctor, my, one of my best friends is gonna be a doctor. Almost all my friends are in the STEM field actually. So, and they're all girls. So very much just having us people like us on is encouragement. Interesting. So between the internship, your STEM program, school and other activities are very active. So what is your favorite part of what you do? Just meeting other people who love STEM as much as I do, who want to make a difference, who love asking questions and finding the answers to them. Um, just this morning, I was spending my free time looking at uh, PBS Eons. It's a YouTube channel that I think you guys should actually watch. It's pretty interesting. And it talks about the evolution of animals and how they got to what they look like now how the ocean became what it is, how the environment turns into what it is. So just getting to know people who enjoy stuff like that is one of the top things that I love. We are encouraged in using the scientific method and engineering design process to keep on trying. Our teachers help us develop our grit. Have you ever been faced with a challenge and wanted to give up? How did you keep going? So I have a learning disability. I'm dyslexic. Uh, in elementary school and middle school, where you guys are at now, reading and writing was extremely hard for me. It's still hard for me. I cannot spell to save my life. Please never ask me to spell anything. It will not go well. Um, so just being faced with the possibility that I'm going to have to work 10 times harder than some of the people I went to programs with, um, a lot of the times I would have to stay after on days when the program ended to talk about um, working with micro pipettes or the math behind what we were doing and how I wasn't technically grasping it at the time and I would need further explanation. There were times where I was thinking, oh man, I can't do this like other kids or oh man, I'm not smart enough to be here. And I just had to work through the problem like, no, I am smart enough to be here. I'm just faced with a challenge that I'm going to have to work through. How, how would you like to continue your education in science? So um, I'm going to college next year. I plan to stay in the city. So Drexel, Jefferson, U Sciences, schools like that, basically science-based schools. Um, my major is biology and my concentration is microbiology. So what I'm focused on is microbiology. I plan to get my doctorate or my like PhD in immunology, which is basically the study of the immune system, what keeps you healthy, what keeps you working, what keeps you from getting pathogens and bacteria in your body. And I just plan on working towards um, figuring out the, the mysteries of the immune system, what gets it to react, why does it overreact sometimes, why does it respond the way it does to certain things. So that's what I plan on doing. We visited Temple as third graders. Would you recommend going there when we are older? I really would recommend Temple. Temple's a great place. It's large and there's so many things you can get involved with there. My friend applied to Temple. Um, I, they also have study abroad programs. So if you wanna explore, if you wanna study in different countries, if you wanna experience different things, you can definitely do that. 
So I think Temple is a good place to go. Would you like to develop your career in medical science or do you think you will part ways with it? I definitely will develop my career in medical science. Um, during the summer, I met with someone who works at um, CHOP. She works at CHOP. She works in their... Um, so you know how if you get in a car accident and you damage an organ, you have to replace the organ? So sometimes you have to figure out if the person that's donating the organ is a match. So she works in the part of the hospital where they look at if organs are a match or not for the, don for the, um, the person who needs the organ and then the person who's donating the organ. So she works with the instruments and the technology like that. So that also has to do with the immune system. And that's something I plan to work further with and getting to know. What would be your main goal once you enter your preferred area of science? Um, I, I'm African-American, so there's a lot of immune system problems and there's a lot of just things that have happened in my community that I would like to resolve or to figure out ways to help make it better for my community. So working with things like that, um, sickle cell anemia is a... Uh, it's a disorder in which the blood cells in your body, the little blood cells that carry oxygen, don't work correctly. So I would like to work, look at stuff like that. Um, there, so if any of you ever got a cut and sometimes it doesn't heal correctly, they're called keloids. And sometimes keloids are more common in people with people of color. So I want to see like, where does, why does that happen? Why is it mostly in these people? That's what I would like to look at. If you, if you continue your career in STEM, do you plan on constantly improving your knowledge and skills? Absolutely. The whole reason I wanted to go into STEM is because I love constantly asking questions and the world is such a great unknown that we don't know a lot about it. We think we do, but we really don't. And I love the fact that with science, you're always asking questions and you're always trying to figure out the answers. And it's okay to say that you don't know something, but keep, continue to work at it, continue to ask questions, continue to just try to figure out the answers. So tell, about, tell us about the most impressive STEM project you've been a part of most impressive so in junior year i believe i was part of uh i'm trying to remember the name of it it was a program in which uh, a few participants were selected around the country and basically i was the only participant picked out from pennsylvania uh there was kids from korea hawaii japan uh, Germany, just a ton of kids from all over. And one of the projects was figuring out um, antibacterial discoveries. So you know how you get vaccinated and bacteria have certain defenses against other bacteria and which they can be used for our benefit. So my job at that program was to pick out from different water sources bacteria in which we can use to help develop a vaccine or something that can help with um, with just the community and with people and humanity. Hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Um, 
In your work with the NEED project, we're sure that you know about the PICO Innovation Challenge. Have you done? Have you ever done anything to help the environment or energy conservation? Was it a success? So environmental science is not my forte, but I have, after doing the program, I learned a lot. I turn off lights. As you can see, there are no lights on in my house right now. I, it's just I'm sitting in my sunroom. I'm using the solar light. I'm using light from outside to heat up my room and to go on from there. I turn off water when I'm not using it. I've learned a lot from that program and how to conserve energy. And uh, small things can go make a big difference. Doing a, like turning off water when you're not using it, turning off the lights when you leave the room, they make a big difference, even though they might not seem like that in the long, in um, the short period of time. Yeah. Um, what ways can our audience cut down on energy consumption? So, like I said, turning off the lights when you're not using them, turning off water. Um, personally, I would say, like, not drinking from, like, plastic water bottles. I would say, like, getting, like, reusable water bottles. Um, just figuring out, like, doing your part in ways that you feel like you can help the environment. That that would be very helpful. Um, what can we tell skeptics about alternative alternative energy? That, like Emily said, it's hard to change people's minds. It's hard to convince others of things they don't necessarily want to hear. And I think just proving to them that these things do work and that it takes it takes a community to get something working and it takes a community to get things up and going and that you might be skeptic but these things do work and that just to give it a chance yeah that is very true the areas of science technology engineering art and math are male dominant fields did that discourage well are they i don't know but did that discourage you in any way in, in pursuing your career so they are male-dominated fields. Um, I actually take physics right now. I'm in physics and AP Chem, and the majority of the classes are male-dominated. Um, no, it really didn't, honestly. I think the problem for me was that I'm African-American, I'm black, and being black in a STEM-dominant field and is, was really hard for me. I got some disrespectful comments here and there about my race. So that was more of a problem for me than being a female was. But I personally, I haven't experienced any negative comments from men, but I'm sure I'm not. I'm, I'm still on my journey being a scientist to being to getting my doctorate. So uh, fingers crossed I won't experience some, but I'm going to be realistic. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners what AP stands for in AP STEM? So AP is advanced placement. So for high schoolers, if you go to high school, when you go to high school, there will be honors, regular classes, and then AP. AP is advanced placement. It is where it's technically a college class. So if you take the college class and then you take the college test, the AP test, you can get college credit, which means that certain classes in college you will not have to take because you have taken those classes at in high school. So um, AP classes or advanced placement classes are basically classes in which go at a college pace, they go at a college level pace, you're learning at a college, you're learning basically what college students are learning.
Moving forward, how do we encourage more women to pursue STEM? I think just introducing them to programs like I did. There are all, there are a ton of uh, only women STEM-based programs out there. The majority of the ones I've done are for kids and going into high school. But you just just looking up doing are there STEM-based are there female STEM-based programs in my area and. I promise you, you'll probably find one. Just telling them they can accomplish whatever they set their mind to is really the main goal. Okie dokie then. Um, we are just about out of time for this episode. Would you like to tell the audience where they can follow the NEED Project and STEM program and Cheltenham High School? So Cheltenham High School is a public school, so you usually just type in Cheltenham School District and you'll find them. But uh, the NEED project is at www.need.org. And they also have their own website. So if you look up um, STEM Leadership Academy, it'll definitely come up. Nice. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Thank you for being our guest today. We appreciate it. Come back anytime. We wish you the best of luck on pursuing your dreams. Thank you. Well, that has been all of Moffat Tattletale Podcast. See you all on another planet. Be sure to follow us on social media at John Moffat Elementary. And visit our site at phyllis.org, Moffat, to find out when the next episode of Moffat Tattletale goes up. We always try to do our best. For Moffitt School tops all the rest. We're very proud to shout out loud the name of our school, John Moffitt.